You're listening to the Fellowship on Broadway podcast from First Baptist Nashville. Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. As we saw in our responsive reading this morning, Psalm 24 goes on to celebrate the, the kingship of God. Uh, the kingship of God. This idea of God as king is a central theme throughout the Old Testament. To worship God and to, to be one of his people is to accept God's rule and reign over all of creation. That's one of the themes running throughout the New Testament, and so rightly so, it, it becomes an important theme in the life and the teachings of Jesus. The kingdom of God, if you go back and look at Jesus' teaching, teachings, was so important. The word kingdom itself is used 126 times in the four Gospels. 126 times. Perhaps most famously in the Lord's Prayer. Have you ever noticed that? It starts out saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Just direct, addressing God and, and praising him. And then the, the next thing it says is, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. That's how Jesus taught his people to pray. Deeply rooted in in the theology of the Old Testament that God's kingdom is taking root here. Not just a disembodied future, but that it's taking here in in our right now. That God's kingdom is alive and well. That's some some rich theology, and honestly, we don't have time to, to dive into it. We could do a whole series on the kingdom of God, but... A good way to think about it is like an inauguration, right? The inauguration is the beginning, the start of a new season of leadership. And so we, we think about Jesus through his life and his death and his resurrection, that that establishes the inauguration of God's kingdom here on earth. It's beginning It started, but it hasn't been completed. We know that that's going to happen. God's God's kingdom is fully going to make its uh, place here on earth when Jesus returns. And and that's that's the the in-between time that we live in right now. We live in what we'd call the already, but not yet. Jesus says that God's kingdom is at hand. It's being established through his life and his ministry, particularly his resurrection, which is what we're, we're focusing on in the weeks ahead as we press into Easter. The kingdom is in our midst, but it's not fully realized until Jesus returns. And so in thinking about the future of our church, which includes all of our individual futures, but really thinking about this church as a group of people, as a group of believers in Jesus, how do we participate in God's kingdom? That's what I want you to think about this morning, just for a few moments. How do we participate in God's kingdom? Because that's what Jesus said he was about. It seems so important to him. So, so how do we do that? And, and I think the word kingdom is not something we, unless we watch you know, The Crown on Netflix, we're not really fully in, involved with a kingdom in our daily lives. So what is a kingdom? Here's the definition of a kingdom, just straight out of the dictionary. A country, state, or territory ruled by a king or queen. The dictionary also recognizes the spiritual significance of this. It says the spiritual reign or authority of God. Getting away from the dictionary, this is what I'd say. A kingdom is a place where what the king says goes. Right? That's what a kingdom is. 
It's a place where what the king says goes. And so if we want to ask that about our church for a second, is that what our church looks like? Is our church, First Baptist Nashville, this church right here, is it a place where what the king says goes? We have to ask that about our lives. Is, is your life, is my life a place where what the king says goes? Because I am in the kingdom. Is God the king of our lives or are we? Or is something else altogether? A kingdom is a place where what the king says goes. The message we see throughout scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, is that God is king over everything. Everything. The past 10 weeks, we've been looking at, really, if we want to sum it up, we're looking at how God is the king over our finances, right? And what does that look like? I've got one more video that I want to show you because I think the way that Leslie and Steve talked about this perfectly sums up what I think our, our church needs to be thinking about for its future. So let's, let's watch one more of these momentum videos. Well, I was a little skeptical because um, you know, I, I, I knew how hard that was going to be. And uh, I know you were more enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I was excited because I knew that it was an area that we really needed to work on. And then what happened when we took the class? And then after the very first class, he comes out all excited, and I come out going, oh, no, oh, no, we've got a lot to do. So it wasn't, it wasn't very comfortable the first time. I think the first thing that surprised me was how I had never really thought about if you get your money in order, that God can use that money for giving and using it to help others. And I, you know... I haven't ever really thought about it being that way because I've gone through a really hard time years ago where God really taught me that money is not of him, it's relationships he's about. But I still wanted the money. <laughs> so um, now when I understand that when I take care of the money, I can give it to others and build those relationships. So it's really kind of cool to take care of it properly means I can do more. Well, I think it's important, too, to, the one of the things that you take away is to, to be obedient to God in everything, including your finances. Um, I, I've seen time and time again where now that we have been attempting to do that, God's favor is, is showing up in all these different places that uh, is just a wonderful thing. So uh, that's, that's my takeaway is that uh, um, you do need to be obedient. And, and there's a blessing in there for you. And it's brought us closer together. We had, we had really settled the, the problem of fighting about money years and years ago in our marriage. So that wasn't a problem, but it's really made us communicate more about how we spend the money and what we're doing with it. And it takes a lot of stress off too, because we kind of know, okay, this is set aside for that. And there's not a lot of stress in spending it on that because we've already talked about it and agreed upon um, doing that. Well, I think like Leslie said earlier, um, we have a deeper sense of, of being able to communicate about money without a lot of stress involved. Um, we've talked about some shared goals and some shared things that we want to do. I mean, I think God's timing is perfect in this because we have one child in college. We have two twins who are about to go into college in about a year. And... Uh, We've got some planning to do, and this has really helped us get a jump start on all that and help shore up um, 
the, the finances that we have, the financial situation that we have today so that we can go forward in the future. I, I'm excited about how it's really brought my Steve and I together as a team and looking for the goals, toward the goals, and living like no one else so that we can, can live, live like, like no, no one else. else. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> Two things that Leslie and Steve said, which I don't think they knew they were going to be preaching the sermon today, but when you make God the king in terms of your finances, it, they talked about that it helped bring them together as a team and it helped them focus on other people and not themselves. And y'all, that's what I want our church to look like. That's what I think we need to look like. We need to come together as a team. It can't just be about personal spirituality and I, I have this personal relationship with Jesus and it's just between me and him and it doesn't affect anybody else. I, I believe that's, that's important, but I also think that we need to do this as a team. And we need to think about church as a community, right? And we've got to think about other people more than we think about ourselves. And living like God is king helps us do that. So what is, a, what is a fresh vision for our future as a church? What, what does that look like? It means that it's a community of believers coming together, living like we believe that God is king. We look at the world around us and say, the earth is the Lord's and all that's in it. That's what we think about when we see things. That, that includes our personal lives, that includes our community, and that includes this church, the future of this church. So, so the, real quick application, how do we do that? I am convinced that we have to start asking drastically different questions. For so long, churches have, have asked questions like, how do we get people to come to church? What kind of programs do we need to do that are going to attract people to come here? And, and I could throw research at you till we're all blue in the face. But the reality is that culture has changed. And the way that church has always worked doesn't work anymore in a lot of places. And all of these efforts towards the attractional church, the one that focuses all of its time and its energy and its resources on getting people to show up, that's, that's falling on deaf ears in a culture where church just isn't as important to people as it used to be. And so for us, we have to start asking different questions. We have to start, instead of asking, how do we get people to come to church? We have to start saying, how can we take church to people? How can we... How can we learn what God is doing around us. You know what that is? That's a kingdom question. We say, what is God's kingdom up to in our midst? If we believe that God is the king and that he is in charge of everything, what is God already doing around us? And how can we participate in that? What is God already doing around us and how can we participate in that? How do we join God's kingdom and help usher his rule and reign into the community around us? Just recently, in the past year, Lori Towns, one of our ministers, has started just walking around downtown Nashville praying. And she's got a bunch of other people who are joining her now. They walk around, they pray for our city, they ask God to open their eyes, and they'll go stop at Starbucks. And they have all these stories when they come back into the building because people say, what are you doing today? And they go, we're just walking around downtown praying. Can we pray for you? And the baristas and the waiters are going, say what? Yeah, can we pray for you? And they have all these incredible stories about meeting people where they're at. They are taking Jesus into the community, people who will never darken the doors of this church on their own because they're starting to ask questions about what God's doing and they're starting to ask new questions. When you think about it, tearing down a building and constructing something new is a beautiful metaphor for what God wants to do with our lives and with our church. 
Because something new is happening in our city all around us. Something new is happening in your lives, in your neighborhoods, in your workplaces. Do you notice that God is at work? Do you trust that he is going ahead of you? Are you willing to follow him out into the kingdom and ask him, God, how can I participate in this? As a church, as a church, and what I hope for the future of our church is that we will start to ask those questions. How can we come together as a team? How can we focus more on other people and less on ourselves? How can we buy into this truth that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, that Jesus is king? Our hearts, listen, our hearts and our lives are the throne room of the king. We are the message that he sends out into the world. What happens if First Baptist Nashville starts to get serious about saying, God, we're going to carry that message of grace and hope and love into the world around us because we believe that you are king. Jesus, would you help us to, would you help us to do this? Would you help us to, to see where you're working and to see where We may need to change our our attitudes and our perspectives. And would you help us to to be the kind of people, Lord, who, who live like you are the king. And that that we are servants in your kingdom. And that our lives are more about you than they are about ourselves. We love you, Lord. Amen. Fellowship on Broadway is a worship service at First Baptist Church in downtown Nashville, and we'd love for you to join us on Sundays. 